Welcome to Marathon Swim Stories, where we interview marathon swimmers to get perspective on how to endure, adapt, and overcome the challenges we face swimming and in life. Please enjoy this episode. All right, you guys, are you ready to get to know Mark a little bit better? Sure. Okay. You ready, Mark? Sprat, let me be clear. Sure. <laughs> All right. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, what most people know about my swimming career is my five guys diet. And probably my rather extensive swimming suit collection. Um, I'm a native Iowan and um, you know, in Kent Nicholas, Nicholson um, lost me, so I'm the lost Iowan <laughs> at Scar. So I'm I'm still working. I'm at my office. Um, I work for the Indiana Department of Corrections, so I'm considered essential, and I come in every day, um, <laughs> trying to keep the uh, materials flowing and people working. And um, hopefully, I'm going to work for another five or six years and then retire. That's the short of it. That, that, that's good. We want to get to the swimming, so but it's good to get a little background. <coughs> How did you start swimming, or when, and when? Um, well, at age four, I taught myself to swim. Um, that's back in the day when mom could dump us at the country club at the beginning of the day and come pick us up at the end of the day, and she did that. And by the end of the day, I was swimming. And being my mother, I was in swim lessons the next day. Um, my swimming career was a con job. Um, when I was 10, I went to my mom and said I didn't want to play baseball that year because I was a really bad baseball player and my <laughs> mother's great. And she was sitting on the couch and she gave me one of her looks and she said, well, what do you want to do? And now that question needed an answer. And I hadn't really planned on doing anything. So I piped up, I want to swim because you know, I knew how to do. So I was at swim practice the next day um, without God. <laughs> Not quite sure how I made it to the second day. Um, but uh, eventually I started to like it and started to get good. And when I was in junior high, I trained under a great stroke coach, Art Mercer, who made me into the swimmer that I was. Um, but I had a very disastrous high school career and quit for 17 years. I started back in master swimming in 1990 in LA. Um, mainly, I was a, a 50 freestyler. I was a sprinter and an IMer. Um, and then I slipped my heel open on a flip turn and I kind of killed my sprinting career. Um, I started open water in LA probably in 91, um, 
did the Maui Channel Relay in, I think, 92 with Waikiki Rough Water and loved that. But when I lived in LA, the only race that really mattered was La Jolla Rough Water. Once again, it was one loop. I had a one lap rule, which Tracy knows about. Um, one lap, when I get back to the beach, I'm done. I do not like multi-lap um, events, no matter how long they are. Um, so I race a lot. I've done about 110 races in the last 10 years. I don't like doing long training swims, so I would rather race. That's why the cancellation of all the races this year is really going to be tough for me because that's where I get my distance in. Um, that's the short of it. What are um, your favorite places to swim? Well, it always was hands down La Jolla Cove, but in the last couple of years, the fields have kind of taken over the little beach there. Um, and when they're in residence, it smells badly and the water is polluted. But like, we've been going out in January on Martin Luther King weekend and the tides are really rough and the seals aren't there. So the water is great. Um, Tracy is gone the last two years and um, it's still my favorite place to swim. My favorite place to race is the Hudson River. Um, even when it's beating you up, you got the current with you, it will push you like you wouldn't believe. I still tell Janine she had an 11 minute mile when she swam Manhattan when she was in the Hudson. So the Hudson is a great place to swim. Um, is that swimming favorite. or flying, Mark? <laughs> um, it's kind of like a torture fest. Oh. You know, the, the year I completed Manhattan, we had 35 mile an hour headwinds in the Hudson. And you did, I just put my head down and just let the river do the work. Because I wasn't going to be able to swim fast. Um, my favorite scar swim is Canyon which is beautiful. And today's picture on Facebook is Cottesville Beach in Perth, which is probably about the prettiest beach I've ever swum at, but it's full of jellies. Oh, yeah. Not so fun. <laughs> what about your favorite all-time event that you've participated in? Um, my favorite race was always the Little Red Lighthouse in the Hudson. Um, and it's been, was replaced by Spike and Dybul, although it's slightly different, but that was my first New York race and it was my best racing. Um, my favorite swim of all time was my first channel, which was the Edderly Swim, which is from the tip of Manhattan to Sandy Hook in New Jersey. And its day it was called the American Channel. Um, Gertrude Edderly, trained did this swim in preparation for the English Channel and she held the record for 90 years um, but mainly because there are about 15 of us who did it my year and we were stuck in a zodiac for about 20 minutes before we started and we just bonded we had an incredible group we had Susan Kirk, uh, Linnea Asion, Roger Finch, Barb Held, um, just an Jim Clifford, um, Charlotte Samuels, um, we just had such a great time 
with things like Capri teaching us how to stuff water bottles down our suits. <laughs> um, and I think we all just kind of, it, we still, when the Adderley anniversary comes around, we just all kind of mentioned that how special it was. Um, personally, as I swam under the Verrazano Narrows Bridge, which was an incredible experience, I said to myself, I'm going to finish this, but I will never do anything like this again. <laughs> so 40 some odd marathons later, right? I still seem to be doing it. <laughs> I always feel that way right after it happens. And then, yeah, a week later, you're like, well, <laughs> that wasn't that bad. <laughs> Mark, what year did you swim Ederly? What? What year did you swim Ederly? Uh, 2013. I'm still proud of that. I didn't know crap in those days. I was feeding off Gatorade <laughs> pouches. Um, I really knew nothing. I, you know, it, it was, but it's, my time was the fifth fastest time in the history of the Adderley and on that route. Um, but I was so, that was so early. And that was kind of the serendipity. I had really intended to do it, but the Little Red Lighthouse the year before was, the water was 61 degrees and Morty made it an automatic qualifier for the Ederly. And I like not having to do qualifiers. <laughs> so that's why I signed up for the Ederly. <laughs> so happened. I think you've kind of alluded to this, but do you consider yourself a process or an outcome person? <laughs> Um, there's two sides to me. My work is very process driven. I'm the, basically the CFO of prison industries out here. And I, when I work for the state of Indiana, one of my little spratisms is the process is more important than the result. So it's very process driven, drives me nuts. Um, on the swimming side, um, it's a little bit of both. You know, ultimately, it is about the event and the result of the event. So getting there, I hate the training. I hate the planning of it, other than the logistics, which I'm great at. Um, but that's a little bit more about the result. The outcome. How do you think you handle uh, hard situations? I, well... In almost every major swim, I've always had that point where I truly wanted to quit. And I've quit a lot of them. I have nine DNFs. But usually what I do is a lot of bargaining and guilt to get me through those <laughs> tough spots. Um, usually it's like, okay, I'm not going to do whatever the next big swim is. I'm canceling the rest of the season, you know, let's just get this done, and then I'm not going to do this again. And then, then I have to use the guilt, but being raised Catholic and with my mother, who was the master of guilt, um, it's, it's a skill set that I understand and I use effectively. Um, <laughs> So that, that's usually how I get through. Now in life, there's been some, particularly when I was my mom's caregiver for years and I couldn't travel, um, I project to say to myself, okay, 
this time will pass and then you will be in a better time. And that's how I get through. Just perspective, sounds like. You give yourself that perspective. <clears throat> what about, um, have you, so it sounds like you're still working, but are there other aspects of social isolation that have been tough for you? Or the word? Um, well, it's, it's nine of my 12 people who report to me are working at home. And like this morning, I had to stop, I started, restart a computer for one of my home people. Um, I'm worried that one of my people might go into quarantine, her brother's in quarantine. Um, earlier in the season, um, one of my people was tested. We thought she had it. Um, fortunately, she was negative because then I would have had to go into quarantine. So we always worry about that. Um, my, our largest operation, um, the offender workers were pulled, so we have the National Guard in working for us. Yeah. So quarantine is a little different. Um, personally, it's hard for me in that I can't really travel. Um, and, you know, come the end of the month when SCAR doesn't happen and I'm still struggling to get my six-hour qualifier done, you know, there'll be a little crisis point. What will motivate? What will motivate you to keep going in those situations? Um, I will say the last couple of years have been a real struggle. I had a, a freak injury the last day of Scar two years ago, and I've had a lot of neck issues. So it's been a real struggle. Um, facing, I've had this reservation for the channel for four years and having this over my head has kind of been a burden so it's it's been a real struggle um but overall once i started down this path and when i decided to do catalina which was going to be a stunt swim um you know, I, I've got certain things. I wanted to get all the major swims done. That's kind of why I did Zurich when I got in. Mark can attest to that. I probably shouldn't have done Zurich, but you get in and you, you know, you got to go. And um, so I have a plan, kind of a mindset of what I want to get done before I retire. When I retire, my last swim will be hopefully um, straight, straight to Gibraltar, which will be more of a social swim. And then I want to go back to start coaching swimming again. What, so what's your English channel date? You said you've four years. Tell me about, a little bit about that. Um, the moment, when I got out of my Catalina swim, I climbed on the boat. Barb Held is, was my um, crew captain. She's telling me off and she's going, Mark, you gotta reserve your channel boat. <laughs> it's like, Barb, give me a moment. Um, <laughs> you know. So a couple months later, this is in 2016, I sent an email off to Suva 
get a response back a half an hour later. Mark, it's, it's, um, God, now it's, now it's eluding me. Uh, Emma France, gonna email back half an hour later from Emma France, like, Mark, you remember me? It's like, yeah, Emma, I was wearing your pants. <laughs> I had a little case of hypothermia and I was wearing her clothes because I had nothing. Um, so I set up Suva for the last week of September. It was, it was the only number one slot they had at that point. Um, it also dovetailed with my goal at that time was to be the oldest triple crowner, but um, that isn't going to happen now because of Pat. Um, it's a week after my 65th birthday. So I figure if the channel happens this year, September would be the, probably the most likely month. I imagine the June and probably the July, maybe even the August, unfortunately for my dolence, might get canceled. A lot, it depends on what happens with France. Yeah, yeah, very true. Man, ah, I'm supposed to do Loch Ness in August, but that's not looking that likely at this point. <laughs> yeah, that, you might, you know, I mean, yeah. I know that the British people, British, what, British long distance, I think they canceled all their events, but um, you might be able to sneak in Loch Ness. Yeah, I don't know. It's supposed to be end of August. We'll see. <laughs> A lot of it's about the travel restrictions. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. You know, I yeah. mean, I, I don't think I would let these people in at some point without the antibody tests. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Who else should we have on virtual swim practice? Oh, and what should we name it? And anybody who can give me a better name than virtual <laughs> swim practice, <laughs> like marathon coffee talk. <laughs> marathon swim practice. With Mark, you might get virtual five guys. So watch out. <laughs> you say that like it's a bad thing. <laughs> It's worked for me, you know, I mean, and <laughs> honestly, I have an awful lot of converts to the Sprat Nutrition Plan, you know. <laughs> so, but um, the first person who came to mind was um, Susie Dodds, who has been important to me as a friend and also in my career, my first night swim and my first real cold water swim was in the 24-hour relay um my elderly mate susan kirk who has done virtually everything and i think everybody needs a little jersey girls in their life um <laughs> and uh i mean i keep promising i'll go to barbados with them but i haven't made it yet and then maybe Jamie Monahan. Now she's got a slightly different focus, particularly with this ice crap. Um, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> she's done some cool stuff too. I was uh, I draw the line at I draw the line at fifty. Well, maybe forty-eight. That's Morse was fifty-one this morning, Tracy. <laughs> Um, Chris had suggested Elaine Howley, and so she, she agreed to come on on the 28th with the day that she was supposed to be at SCAR. So, oh, um, and oh. I, 
for the 21st, but I'll see if I can rally. Um, you said Susie, and who was the other person, Mark? Susan Kirk. Do you know Susan Kirk? I don't know. Maybe you could introduce me. Susan has, uh, I mean, the Jersey girls are, usually they take about 20 people down to the Barbados every year. Susan and I did the Adderley together. We've done the Suck together a lot. Um, she's done a lot of volunteer work. Like when I swam stage seven, um, eight bridges, she was my um, crew person. She's a very positive, fun person. We bonded in the Zodiac at the Adderley when we were like, turned out that she used to live here in Indiana and used to swim with Dick Sidner and knows everybody. Um, she's also on the U.S. She's very involved with the USMS. Um, cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, she, oh. East Coast people all know her. Got it. Yeah. You've met her, Chris, haven't you? Yeah. Hey, Shannon, you could probably get Sarah Thomas, couldn't you? Because <laughs> <No. laughs> we'll I, I, I could probably get Sarah if you. I just figured since you went to that yeah. uh, castle swim, you could probably connect with her. Sometimes just tell her to get out of the driveway and come. <laughs> come on, then. <laughs> I could throw a note out to her if she wants to come on. Sarah is truly one of the great people. I mean, she really is. Yeah, we'll see. Um, before we run out of time, because we'll get kicked off in four minutes, we're going to have Rowan. This is my son, Rowan. <laughs> so pull a name out of our mug for our mug winner. Can you pull a name out of there? Just <laughs> one. <laughs> Jocelyn, you. That saves on shipping costs, too. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks guys for coming. If anybody, we do have a few minutes if anybody else wants to harass Mark with more questions. <laughs> Mark, Mark is the reason I got into marathon swimming. I swam big shoulders and then like a few weeks later I was talking to him. I was like, yeah, I really liked that. What should I do next? And then I was like, so we're going out to Portland next summer. I was thinking the Portland Bridge swim and Mark in, in his infinite wisdom was like, oh, sure, yeah. And it was like two weeks after that, I was like, I'm jumping from a 5K to 17K. What on earth have I done? Well, what she's forgetting is that she, she approached me, it's the beginning of January, and it's, we talked about Portland. I said, why don't you consider Chesapeake Bay? And the lottery closed the next day. So <laughs> she gets in the lottery. She gets in Chesapeake Bay. And, of course, I didn't get in. No, nobody else from Indy did. That was my freak out. Oh, my God, I've got to find an event that's in between these two distances. And Mark's like, oh, well, you could, you could throw your name in for the Chesapeake. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I felt a little sheepish about that one. <laughs> well, what, what's funny here? What's funny here is I met Tracy when from Leo Key, and she was um, planning to go to Portland, and she introduced me to the Jersey girls down there. So I met all the Jersey girls, and that was really cool. And we were sitting around at the pre-dinner, and they were talking about Mark, 
And they said, <laughs> you know Mark Spratt? I was like, no, I don't think I know Mark Spratt. It's like, oh, well, you have to know Mark Spratt. It's like all of swimming is six degrees of Mark Spratt. And we went on to joke for quite a while about how, like, um, you know, the, finding all the six degrees of Mark Spratt and, and everything traced back to Mark. And that was really funny. So that's why I was really happy to uh, hear, hear you did today, Mark, because it kind of like drew together some of those degrees for me. <laughs> awesome. Well, I think, honestly, short of Dan Simonelli, yeah, I probably know more, more people or I've swum with them. Um, it's also the fact that you really like socializing, Mark. I mean, you're there to socialize more to, than swim sometimes. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, if you, you were are, really yeah. uh, head down, I'm swimming, you wouldn't be Mark Spratt. <laughs> it seems like the number of yeah. participated in really helps with the breadth of people that you know when <laughs> you can go to safe in 110 events and the last how many years was it um in the last 10 years i've done 100 events i have 43 successful marathons and nine dnf so i've swum in races in 19 states and four foreign countries so i kind of get around yeah um, <laughs> Although when my well, mother was alive, not doing the long training swims, Mark, where where you sign up for events to to take the place of the long training swim, that I mean, if 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 you can do it, and I know you're always trying to move around vacation time and whatever else, but if you can do it, it really gives you a sense of community. Like that's that's so much nicer than trying to do the the ten mile slog someplace local to train for something. Oh God! I, you know, I think the longest pool swim I've ever done is maybe twelve or fourteen k. You know, it, it's it's torturous. <laughs> you know, it it really is. I mean, I would rather, you know, Scar has always been my firm foundation for my training. And the funny thing is, Scar was a freak. I hadn't intended to do Scar in 2015, but I got. I got a little cutesy and I got caught, you know, there was a waiting list. So I put my name on a waiting list, figuring, well, eh, maybe I'll decide in the spring. An hour later, I get an email from Kent saying, you're in, pay your bill. <laughs> um, what, um, yeah, I, I, he had changed the computers. So, I mean, for me, it works. Everybody has to figure out what works for them, but to go out like, Mike Dolans will do five, 10 Ks a week. And it's just like more power to you, Mike, but I just can't deal with that. I hope you enjoyed today's interview. If you'd like to be a guest on Marathon Swim Stories, just email me, shannon at intrepidwater.com. Please stay in touch by joining our email list at intrepidwater.com. Thanks for listening.